I did struggle with the um, sort of the diagnosis scenes or the psychiatry scenes because those are like the big plot points where you find the answers. But I tried to make the novel so that it's not like you have to have depression or anxiety to understand army. I don't think that's the case, hopefully. Welcome to season 2 of India Book Podcast. India Book is a podcast that uses literature as a lever to bring up multiple fields of India. This is a perfect podcast for you if you're a bibliophile looking for your next read or if you're a trivia junkie and be interested in learning more about things. It's also perfect for you if you're just interested in learning more about India as a nation. Every episode focuses on a different theme and takes place via conversations between the host and the celebrated author that we have on the show. I am Ayushi Mona, your host on India Book. The Worlds Within You is a book by Shreya Ramachandran which tells the story of Ami Shekhar. Ami has decided to take a break from her first year of university in the UK and return to her home in Chennai. Ami is stuck and finds herself fretting, overthinking and retreating into her own head. But she knows that whatever it is that makes her feel queer all the time must have a name to it. And so Ami is back home to come to terms with many things. Her mental health, her own identity, memories of her grandfather, and finally, herself. Set over the course of seven writing classes, this is an unconventional and melancholic book on what it means to be alive and finding your own emotional support system, no matter how flawed the people within your system might be. Join us on this episode of India Book with Shreya Ramachandran to dive into the worlds within her and the worlds within the book. I'm Ayushi Mona and you're listening to India Booked, a podcast where we lean into the idea of India through books written by Indian authors and books about India. Today I have with me Shreya Ramachandran who has written a wonderful book called The Worlds Within You. The Worlds Within You essentially tells the story of Ami Shekhar who decided to take a break from her first year of university in the UK and returned to her home in Chennai. Ami is stuck and she finds herself fitting, overthinking and retreating into her own head. That's a place that I'm sure a lot of us have also been in as listeners. So I would like to, without further ado, welcome Shreya to the show. Shreya, thank you uh, for coming over to the podcast and thank you for writing this wonderful book. Thank you, Ayushi. Thank you so much for having me. So Shreya, I think the first thing that I have to ask you off the bat, right, is... Uh, what um, made you choose uh, to write a book around the milieu and the setting uh, that you decided uh, to go with finally? Since this is your debut book and, and you know, there's always this saying, right, that your first book always has a lot of you. Uh, is that true for you as well? And, and what made you uh, take up and, and decide that this is going to be the setting where, you know, your story is going to emerge out of? So I think um, the idea for the book came to me 
when I was on my own gap year, which was uh, sometime around 2012. Um, so I always knew that that's what I wanted to write about, you know, and I had read other books set in different places, uh, primarily the where a person comes home and has to their parents and everything but it's of course a very different and very particular context in an Indian home uh, so that's really where I started with and in terms of the setting being Chennai I think so I've lived in Chennai for like most of my growing up years and then also a little bit in Delhi and Bombay but I think it was just so instinctive and I knew I wanted to write about a Tamil family just like mine um, to get the tiny details and the little idiosyncrasies, right? Um, it just felt the most natural to me. And I think that's where setting it in Chennai came from. You know, like, there was a part of me that wanted to set it in a house like the house that I had and everything. So I think you're right. I think in that it was very close to me and personal in a way. Although it is fiction and it was important for me that it was fiction, you know. So, Shia, when you, um, you know, as a writer, draw inspiration from the setting around you, uh, what was the amount of research that goes into something like this? Uh, is it very driven by your own experience or do you still, you know, say go fact check and proof check certain pieces that you're making? Is there an element of research that goes into writing even when, you're writing about, say, a, a setting you know fairly well, or is that is that something uh, that you feel that took a backseat because you felt fairly confident uh, in the process of writing? So I think, um, yeah, there is loads of research that goes into it, like <laughs> loads and loads of research. Um, firstly, to understand, I set the book in 2013 because I was 19 then. And that aspect made it a little bit easier because, you know, and what a 19-year-old goes through now in 2022 is very, very, very different uh, to my understanding from, you know, what a 19-year-old went through when I was 19. So setting it in 2013 really gave me that sense of context. And um, obviously setting it at a, in a time before 2014, I think, made a lot of sense, I'm sure, as it does to a lot of us. Um and there were so many aspects, you know, I went back to Chennai on a few visits and uh, saw schools similar to the one that I write about um, to see things like what are the types of trees? I mean, these are not things that I consciously observed, but I was just walking around and seeing, you know, what are the types of trees you see um, when you leave the school and come out onto the road? What are the kind of buildings you see? And, you know, the almond trees and the telephone wires and the way people talk, like the games teacher or the canteen uh, manager, um, you know, on a quiet afternoon, what would you see on the field? You know, you would see things like the chalk lines um, on the games field being put down. Um you know, with an auto, how it's kind of strange if you almost forget to bargain for an auto. Um, little details like that. And then another very important area of research was the mental health aspect because, you know, I have been to, uh, you know, psychiatrists and therapists myself, but Ami's journey is obviously very specific. You know, she is finding these things out about herself for the first time. 
So what would those visits look like? You know, in what sequence would you go to which doctor? What would they say? Those kind of details. I spoke to friends of mine. I spoke to therapists I know. I spoke to doctors I know, um, as in psychiatrists I know. Um, and then another very important piece of research was um, the kids, right? So Ami's younger sister and her group of three friends, what would their writing classes look like? So it, for this, I actually spoke to a friend of a friend who is 19 and she was a very big help. She was a beta reader and I kept bugging her with all these questions, you know, what would these classes look like? What would you and your friends think if this happened and that happened? Basically to get the um, speaking patterns, the worldview, the everyday being of, you know, these 16-year-olds. Um, I did a lot of research on that front. And then read, and then on a personal level, research for the craft of the book. I read so many books. Part of it was revisiting books that I read growing up, you know, like Judy Bloom, Jacqueline Wilson, Meg Cabot. Um, and part of it was reading books now, which are a little bit more like grown up or literary or whatever and seeing what it is that I like about these books um, whether it's Rilke or it's um, Roland Barthes um, or it's um, uh, Sylvia Plath, Virginia Woolf um, how do you construct a story like how do you make people want to go from one part of the story to the next and, if, and this was my first novel so it was my first time um, learning about that so a lot of like internet searches on like uh, you know writing coaches and everything was very helpful and of course I had an editor who was very helpful so so many different I think uh, areas of research. Thanks Shreya and I think um, with every uh, point of research right that happens you discover I think a certain amount of context right and I think your writing especially and, and in the way, you know, gist that you gave us, right? And for people listening to this episode, uh, obviously mental health is a very key aspect of this book. And, and for people who will, um, you know, uh, have known Shreya from her writing otherwise also, uh, you know, she's written extensively about mental health on her blog. Or it's also appeared in a lot of publications like the Hindu or the Swaddle, etc. Uh, so... I, I think let's deep dive into the mental health side of things um, and why they came to be such a pivotal part of this book uh, and why you chose to write about it, Shreya. Was it, of course, as you mentioned, right, say driven by an autobiographical sort of aspect or did you also feel that it was something that needed to be said and was often um, kept under wraps or, or maybe has become much more prominently uh, uh, coming up in conversation since COVID happened. And I don't know if I was living under a rock before the pandemic happened, but over the last three years, I constantly get exposed to so many people who are either building um, sessions for mental health or products for mental health or just talking about it in general. So I have somebody, right, who's actively um, shedding light, right, whether it's through this work of fiction all through your other writing, what what got you into the journey and why, what is your personal passion on making more awareness around this? Um, I think this definitely came from, it started from my personal experience, which is that I have anxiety myself. 
uh, which I've known for a few years. So I'm a little bit older and wiser than Ami, who's just kind of figuring it out. Um, but uh, I think because, you know, once you go through something and you see the ways that it disrupts your life and the ways that people don't understand it. Um, I think for me, I had a very good family life, a very good friend circle. Um, my college life was good as well. I think the first time that I really felt a disruption was in my work life because I just couldn't adjust in like a workplace and I kept thinking, is it me? Is there something wrong with me? And I would talk to friends who would say, you know, it's like this. It's, you know, SI hota hai. Don't think about it so much. But, you know, the thing with me is I can't not think about it so much, you know. Um, and I really faced a lot of uh, issues, like so many issues. I kept thinking, am I doing something wrong? And who do I talk to? Uh, but the prevalent advice all around seemed to be just work a little bit harder, Um I, I don't know. I just found it very, very difficult. I think that it was three or four years of just a lot of difficulty. Um, and but to be honest, Ayushi, I, I didn't start off writing Army as someone who is going to be a person with anxiety and depression. I think I started off writing about Army on her gap year and why can't she feel why can't she be normal, quote unquote? And then all these ideas just came up about, you know, what if a plot point is that um, this is the year that she gets her diagnosis and comes to terms with her own disorder or her own anxiety. Uh, and then, I, you know, I, I asked myself, like, will this make it a mental health book? Because, you know, like you're saying, uh, people are talking about it. And this was before COVID. I wrote uh, the first draft in 2018 and I finished the third draft by 2020 but still you know there there was momentum and people were talking about it um but i thought ultimately what i thought was that it's not enough for people to talk about it people have to understand what it's like to really feel that way uh and you know it's like that bob dylan lyric how does it feel right like People really need to understand how it actually feels. And then we can talk about policy and the workplace and statistics and percentages and uh, the UN goals and blah, blah, blah. But the most important thing is when you're in that position, especially at a younger age, although actually even um, senior citizens are often dismissed, but you know, especially at a younger age, you're going through these things you feel like there's something wrong with you for feeling the way you feel and you don't understand why. Um, and, you know, th th this thought just kept coming back to me and I thought I have to write it, you know. Um, and I I did struggle with the um, sort of the diagnosis scenes or the psychiatry scenes because those are like the big plot points where you find the answers. But I tried to make the novel so that it's not like, number one, you have to have depression or anxiety to understand army. I don't think that's the case, hopefully. Number two, that those are the main scenes that you take away from the book. Because ultimately, what you have to understand is how army feels in all these situations that she's in, which, you know, towards the end of the book, she's able to express. People around her are able to understand. Um, I think that's why I felt the compulsion um, from personal experience, plus from this need that we weren't talking about it the way it should be talked about. And like, I feel all this and it's not going anywhere. And this kind of frustration, um, I think that's where it came from. 
so i think uh, one of the personal points and and it's to me it's interesting to know that you you sort of struggled with the expression at the diagnosis wala uh, lai because to me i thought that was really uh, well done in fact like one of the excerpts of the book that i have opened is is something as simple as saying that you know um normal extreme depression anxiety both the lows and the jitters but i don't remember what she says exactly i just noted the words that filter through to me irritable and intelligence and energy and perception but most importantly there you can easily manage them and live a healthy and productive life i can definitely help you are you overwhelmed that in itself right as as the way you describe it is so much more approachable and and i can you share with i was reading like when i got the book right and when i of course read the blurb initially the blurb also made me not feel that it was a mental health book um uh, and and when i got into it especially because the way the prologue constructed and and um readers and listeners to this podcast who read the book will know what i mean it it does seem to come not from the point that you're tom talking about hey hey mental health pe baat karni chahiye or mental health is something that doesn't get spoken of often enough it does come from the point that you're expressing your character's journey and this is also part of the character's journey and what you're trying to do is build an empathetic world view to it and that's what i felt so i don't know as an author my one reader perception uh, makes you any difference but to me i think the way you positioned um, even the narrative it didn't overwhelm it because it was not about making a point i think it was about really miraculously in a very gentle way reaching into this character's heart um and and you know showing us that journey ayushi your one your one um, re- reaction as a reader makes a huge difference and i'm so happy to hear that because that's exactly what i feel as well which is that it's about understanding her journey and this is one thing in her life you know yeah it colors how she views other things but it's still just one thing her mental health is just one part of who she is i agree and um, another thing that i found very interesting uh, was the fact that you actually took on the whole concept of a gap year uh, again i think uh, you were you had to obviously uh, uh, it's become more and more accepted right in in the indian way of things but a gap year is still also something that is substantially overwhelming for most uh, parents in india most young people when they start out um and um, obviously because this is in the first year of university in the uk typically you will have uh, you know you show character taking a, a you know gap year to go to europe and this was like a you know a homecoming sort of aspect to it which i really enjoyed because i, I haven't ever read this particular part of a new adult journey in in an indian book by an indian author and i don't know uh, if i have not read enough but to me uh, every book right that i read uh, where a character was based on this age and i personally love young adult neo fiction was almost inevitably based in the us 
बेस्ट अराउंड यू नो डीलिंग विद सर्टेन चैलेंजेस विद कम विथ लाइक अ कमिंग ऑफ एज और डीलिंग विथ लाइक अ लॉस ऑफ अ पेरेंट डीलिंग विथ अब्यूज again some part of their journey but i almost never read anything from indian authors that's around this age until me i think that that's one of the reasons you know we we normally never uh, uh, get indian kids to really read these books uh, they are always very distant uh, but for me i think this really stood out and i don't know if you can shed some light to people listening in and and tell them if you know they noticed a marked um a difference in books that have been clearly written for teenagers no adults coming of age as opposed to um, the same sort of books where books are clearly addressed to either a younger demographic which are books that which i call scholastic books and then the absolutely literary books so for me it's i either read something that's around for kids around the age of you know 8 to 16 written by a woman author or i read something that's extremely literary very rarely does one come across a book which is contemporary but also set around this uh, time of life for the character so why did you choose again this particular age and and maybe why not why not maybe the same themes and the same setting but set at this age as opposed to say 2013 uh, when we were 19 yeah i think um i love young adult and new adult novels too i grew up reading a lot of i guess middle grade plus young adult right stuff like i remember um the girls series by jacqueline wilson i read each of those books again and again and again when in my teenage years um these days also there's a little bit of indian young adult at least to my knowledge like you said even i haven't obviously read every i'm not as well read as i should be but um shabnam minwala writes some young adult um himanjali shankar writes some young adult but and i've read those in recent years but uh the whole you're right the whole idea of someone this age um figuring it out that doesn't seem to be a lot about it i've read um ibs endless search for satisfaction by roshan ali which i really enjoyed um but yeah i mean that book isn't specifically young adult it's uh, adult but it covers ibs uh, sort of like not knowing what to do with his life kind of phase from i think from the college years so maybe that's a good example but like you said that gets slotted as literary adult fiction you know um i don't know i think uh to me i know that maybe this book is not clearly definable or you can't clearly put it into a category other than young adult but some of its concerns aren't really things that we talk about to me it feels very very natural to write about something like this because um i think indians in general you know from the age of 18 to say 25 were not given and this is across class and across uh, region and everything i think were not given the space to think about is this something we want to do 
what are the things that have happened to me um i guess also in a capitalist world and maybe somebody who knows political theory better than me uh can talk about this better but in a world that values class mobility as well as um contribution to a capitalist society um if you're 19 and you're not doing anything you know it's almost like you're wasting the privilege that you have to be able to do something so i think all of these societal concerns make it a little bit difficult to say i'm just figuring it out um and one of the motivations for me to write this novel was i remember when i was 19 and figuring it out um there was you know um from my family from my relatives even from my uh peers you know my friends there was this sense of you know just hurry up and figure it out because you're wasting people's time um which makes the person going through it feel like they are like you know like those deboshed rich heirs or heiresses who just have too much and so they're just wasting what they have but that's not what it's really like because when you're really in that situation and you don't have a lot of money to or ancestral wealth to fall back on you know um it's so difficult like you you don't want to feel like you're better than everyone or you're you don't care about your life you know you want to help people understand you just don't know how to um and that's why i think it was just so wonderful for me to write those scenes between ami and her parents because um she's trying to explain to them it's not like she isn't and she's saying oh i don't care about you and all but you know in movies you see kids say like oh i don't care about my parents which to me just didn't ring true to me it was more like you really want your parents to understand but they don't understand um so it it came from a uh it comes from a positive place not from a kind of negative or detached place so these were all the questions that when i started talking to people everyone agreed with me about but there was no book about it so i felt like this was a this was true you know i was just writing what was true and um it almost felt like why hasn't this already been written and i hope that some reader or some listener points points out to us that in fact it has been written already we just don't know about it but it really helps to also know about it it really helps to know that there is a book like this out there um to kind of validate your experience and to help you know what to do next because um it's agonizing and it's difficult and it's so scary when you don't know what to do and you feel like you're um the burden of the whole world all your family's guilt is on your shoulders you know it is um uh, it's such a alienating feeling you know i think <laughs> there's so many of these themes right and and a lot of it again um i'm sure as you said not just people who know political theory better than us but also people who maybe understand psychology and cultural relations better how many of these problems again arise due to the particular cultural context that we are born with and live with even in, even if we are living say uh, as in your story right in a large enough city like chennai or in a globalized world uh, there still so many aspects right of a culture that seep in 
would be very particular problems that you know we thought of being discussing about also and i know twitter likes to call this brown people problems <laughs> or first world brown people uh, problems or people with not privilege but yes i know you and i also find it equally uh, uh, interesting how people are supposed to just get their entire life figured out between the ages of 17 to 20 or 21 or whatever it is right which is when they typically sort of step out of school and then they have to start a part uh, for the rest of their life so one of the uh, rare instances also i think is that is of how you said this uh, story across writing classes right uh which which i also found to be an unconventional take is that uh, uh what is the sort of inspiration behind doing that um i think um i did a writing workshop uh, when i was 16 so maybe that was and i really enjoyed it so maybe that was at the back of my head somewhere um but other than that no i i i just thought that it would be an interesting way to talk about um what army is going through in a less direct way it would give something actionable in terms of plot and um, it would allow the subplot to kind of uh, flourish as well which is army realizing that sam feels a lot of pre- her, sam her sister uh, who is part of those writing classes feels a lot of pressure because of army um you know she just wants army to be okay and she takes it all of that emotional pressure on to herself um and also army being at the school that she used to go to and that sam goes to would be a good setting to explore a lot of the uh, sort of casual trauma that she went through when she was in school and is part of what she's dealing with now um so i think for all these like technical reasons it worked um and from a character perspective i think it worked as well because um i remember the editor telling me when she wanted to see the second draft of the book she said like what are ami's like passions like some people collect you know collages or some people uh, love to run or whatever so what what is ami into so um i really liked the idea of making ami a reader not particularly a writer you know so someone who's really interested in what um other writers have said about what life means or how to draw meaning from life or how to make sense of memories or things that happen to you but not want to be a writer herself you know i didn't want to make her like a struggling writer who dropped out my early drafts had that but that didn't really ring true to ami because she's someone who would rather watch than take part um she would rather read than write you know um so i really enjoyed that idea like she's a history student you know so she's very much interested in things that happen um and i drew a lot from like other history students that i saw when i was in college so i studied south asian studies which kind of covers everything but a lot of my classes had specifically history students and or an art history students and just the way that they were interested in things that weren't their own life um really really interested me uh and i suppose on one level on a very small level writing really interests me so to have people 
develop their drafts over the course of the novel felt very natural maybe to me and to the process of what developing the drafts of this novel itself uh, was like shay i have to ask you this right and and because i'm is a reader and i know uh, while you've said right during this interview that you don't read enough which are some of your favorite in the authors um and and which are some of your favorite books i know you mentioned for instance shabnam uh has and and i had shabnam on the podcast and i really loved that episode but i would love to know uh, and and also for everyone listening into the podcast uh it's i think stands as a good set of recommendations also so which are some of these books by indian authors that you have really loved and cherished um can you take us through them yeah there's so many yeah i love shabnam minwala i read uh, the six spellmakers of dorabji street and i loved it um and i really want to read murder at daisy apartments next um i love anjum hasan um i love all her books but i remember discovering um, her short story collection difficult pleasures and that book really 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 like changed my life um and changed my writing life uh and it's a beautiful book i really suggest that everyone read it because it's lovely even her novels you know a lunatic in my head or neti neti or the cosmopolitans all of her writing i just love anjali joseph although i don't i'm not sure if she's british or indian but um i love her book saraswati park is a beautiful book um so i really recommend her as well um who else rk narayan i think because i read him at a very early age and it was a wonderful experience to see like that kind of everyday life um and i'll just broaden it a bit and talk about south asian authors not just indian because i loved um ice candy man by babsi sidwa and i loved uh a uh, uh, funny boy by sham selvadurai those were such beautiful books and in recent times i discovered siddharth dhanwan shangvi whose book loss is just beautiful and i just loved it um and there's so much more that i want to read by him as well Arunati Roy, maybe so many people. <laughs> These are just some of the names that come to my head. Oh, uh, I'm sorry for putting you on the spot, but uh, one of the I think the most uh, um, uh, sort of you know things that sort of pique your interest. So I mean, it, it's convention, right? For books to have blurbs, uh, um, but uh, your book had a blurb by uh, uh, Mr. Sangvi. I'm a huge fan. Okay, I haven't read Lost. Lost is the book that I haven't read. Okay, but I cannot tell you. Uh, I how many times? Um, you know. So I I tell you. Uh, a cup. I mean, I know this is sort of a bit of like overkill for people who are listening to this podcast as well. Uh, but I read the last song of Dusk. Um, when I was in eighth grade, and it stayed with me. uh i've read the lost flamingos of bombay like a couple of times over um he also uh, did this very enduring sort of interview um uh, in ht bunch with his nephews i guess and i read that like twice and uh, i obviously read the rabbit and the squirrel uh so you know when i saw that blurb i was like okay i would read this book and i know i'm going to like it And, and I think out of all the blurbs, right, that are there on on the book, and of course all of them ring true. But to me, the 
whole aspect of what he said, right, about the book having an old soul, in in a sense, you know, is something that sort of stayed with me, and uh, and I really felt that the book was had a certain empathetic um, realness to it. Uh, it it almost felt like going back, and even of course there are aspects of dealing with. Things uh, that are not easy to come to terms with, right? In terms of the themes broadly, but to me, reading the book, Shreya, uh, was an experience like sort of equivalent to going back to your grandparents' place during a summer break and just experiencing life on slow mode and on uh, on a certain amount of um, on a certain kind of pause from the noise or a certain stillness and of course you can elucidate this way better than me but that's what the book felt like to me and that's why uh, the first blurb that says that this is a first novel with an old heart and a fine old heart is something that stayed with me and that's probably I think the note that I would also like to end this podcast with um, and, and say that the book does have a fine old heart. Wow, thank you, Ayushi. And so nice to hear someone else who likes his work as much as me. We have a lot to talk about after this podcast. Yes, and for everyone uh, who's uh, uh, tuned in, thank you for listening so far and making it to the end of our conversation. I encourage you to read The World Within You, but I also encourage you to give The Worlds Within You uh, to somebody who's just going to go to college or just stepping out of college or is at a stage of life where the kind of themes that we've spoken about uh, would make sense to them. Um, if you enjoy reading, uh, you will absolutely love reading this book. I'm sure for a lot of people who aren't even book readers, a lot of these themes could be very relatable as they were to me. Uh, so please grab a copy of the book. It's available at Amazon, at Flipkart, uh, at a bunch of independent bookstores like Kitab Khana and Barisons in major metro cities uh, and other bookstores as well. So do go and get yourself a copy. Uh, the Kindle version only costs about 200 rupees. Uh, another thing that I would tell you to do probably is to follow Shreya on both Instagram on, and Twitter. She uh, it's called Current Pass. That's her handle, C-U-R-R-E-N-T-P-A-S-S. And if there are any recommendations um, on this podcast that you would like to make to me, uh, do feel free to drop me a line as well. Thank you so much for tuning in um, and listening and making it thus far. I do hope you enjoyed the book. And Shreya, thank you so much for your time uh, uh, today to do this. Thank you so much, Ayushi. If you like this episode, don't forget to follow us on Twitter and on Instagram where we are available as India Book Podcast. Also, if you'd like to recommend changes that we should make to the show or some author that we should definitely have, feel free to leave us feedback, recommendations, etc. on indiabookpodcast at the rate gmail.com. If you love listening to the show, do not forget to subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify or wherever it is that you get your podcast fixed from.